Welcome to the Tape Cassette Podcast. I am Jacqueline. I'm here today to talk to you about, it's not really something I uh, outlined for today. Most of the time with this podcast, a lot of it's just like a couple ideas that I have to talk about and then it's just uh, me talking about it. Today is one of those days where it's not a fully fleshed out concept. Main thing I wanted to talk today about was my theories on cassette culture, people collecting cassettes, and the parallels of those same people being very heavy into tech, a lot of the times having tech-related jobs. One thing that I noticed was a lot of the people that I became friends with from mostly Reddit was where most of my cassette friends started from. Pretty much everyone that I've met off of there is in the tech sector in some form or fashion. And I have like this theory on that, that most of the people that are heavy into the medium, well, there's a couple things that could be happening. I think sometimes people that are in tech are dealing with tech literally all day. So by the time they're done, with whatever tasks they have to do for their day job, they kind of go heavy into the complete opposite, which would be analog. However, I will say that when cassettes and stuff originally came out, that was the technology of that time. But I also feel like there's another aspect to it where people, at least everyone that I've interacted with, kind of feel like this is great technology and we're pretty wasteful as a society in getting rid of stuff when we no longer need it. I find it fascinating to to be able to use a boombox from sometimes before I was even born and it still works. When meanwhile, I bought like recently bought a speaker and it broke within a year and it was a name brand one. So, and it was like a little Bluetooth speaker that also had aux, but it, it's just a comparison because the old technology was so minimalistic in a way that it had less for it to break and you could literally repair it yourself. That leads to the second thought that I had on it is that a big reason why some of the people that are in cassettes are in technology is because they're able to fix their products like their whatever it is that they're using they're more likely to be able to diy and fix it themselves than somebody who knows nothing about technology and uh, i see it all the time especially you know sometimes when i'm ordering something online and the person will describe what's going on with it where there might be something I don't know, it could be like, oh, the whatever is not spinning, like the, well, that's a common one, like the, the spindle is not spinning or whatever. And then you're like, okay, well, as someone who's fixed my own decks, well, I haven't really fixed decks per se, but I fixed a lot of Walkmans and like portable cassette players. And one of my friends from Reddit originally showed me that there's so many different articles online where you could find manuals for 
major players like you know your Sony's, your Panasonic's, RCA's. Those are going to have most of the time manuals online where you can go and try to figure it out yourself. There's also a bunch of there's just so many resources because the internet is just like full of information to the point where sometimes it's information overload. And that is leading to the next thing that I have. Um, for me, I personally enjoy making the mixtapes and listening to tapes because it is information overload on my phone, on my computer. I literally can't sort through all of the different stuff that's available for us to listen to. And if I have a tape collection in front of me, I physically see it. I'm like, okay, like there's, you know, 20 tapes in front of me. What do I feel like from this 20? And then you just pick. Um, but when it's on, you know, Spotify or Apple Music, whatever you listen to, Amazon, all those are, there's just so many different songs and musicians to pick from, um, that it, it's just like, you become like overwhelmed with how many choices there are. Um, so having the tapes is a little bit easier for that. And I happen, so I noticed one thing that goes on. I, I, I kind of do tech stuff during the day. I would consider it tech. Um, I do a lot of like, uh, different, my, my day job is very like analytical in some sense. And I do a lot of data type cleaning and bulk uploads and stuff into Salesforce which is really boring to talk about on this podcast because it's about tapes. Um, but the reason I bring it up is because some of it is, like, very, like... Well, n none of it is, like, super exciting in the sense... It's, like, pretty laid back in the sense that it's, like, the same stuff I'm looking at all day. And I have meetings throughout the week, but the majority of the time it's me sitting there um, doing all this data-type stuff and... I personally do not like loading anything on my work computer. I don't. I literally don't. Um, I work from home, so it's a little bit easier. But I don't. I don't put anything on my work computer. And I notice some of my, my. I wanted to say classmates. Some of my uh, coworkers will go on there and put their Spotify and stuff on their work computer, which is like, I don't want my company knowing what music I listen to not that it's bad but it's like that's you know that's not something that they need to know and you if you're at home you have ample amount of opportunity to play music elsewhere um so I did this too when I was on the phones um where I was helping uh, a lot of the stuff I do is business to business but now I don't have to be on the phones as much, so it's pretty awesome. But when I was on the phones, I did it too, where I would have my uh, cassette boombox near my desk, um, and I would basically stop the boombox when the song when the call came in, and it was perfect for that. Like it was so perfect. So I guess the other part of that kind of transitions into data privacy. And when you're in the tech sector or you just like worked in tech or you're very savvy with tech, you kind of get a little bit like 
yo, they, they really, really, really look at a lot of your stuff on the internet. And I also, something I don't talk about often, I have stopped posting my collections online. Um, the main reason that I did that was because the algorithms are essentially gathering, like there's so many different thing robots on the internet that literally will swipe and look at all the stuff that you're posting. So, you know, when I started collecting records and cassettes, I posted it all on Instagram. Um, that is actually how I met a lot of people in the scene of music collecting before it became popular and I don't mean to say that in a kind of like snot nose kind of way I'm just doing it in a historical kind of way but you have these like I get I guess you could say you have these posts of all of your record collections and I mean some of it's worth a lot of money now so like I I have a couple records I paid 20 bucks for them when I originally got them they're now in the four to six hundreds because back then no one wanted them first press you know and if you're posting all that on your instagram people see that and you're kind of putting a target on your head if someone was going to try and rob you and i'm not saying that that would happen but i have heard of it happening um one of my buddies who is a reseller told me that that happened to one of their their customers the person I guess was following their Instagram they knew exactly what main titles it was that they wanted they went into their home pulled out the expensive records and left the crappy ones not crappy ones but like the cheaper ones behind and that's like a, that's just simply based off of someone looking at your Instagram which is like most of the time public Security is an issue um, with posting your collection, both tape and record. So that's something I don't do as much now. I'm very selective on what I'm putting on there. And then I also, it goes back to, you know, the privacy because it's like, you know, at first it was cool because it was like everybody was kind of talking about what they listened to. It was a great way to connect. But now... It's kind of like, you know, there's too many people, too many eyes kind of seeing what's going on. So I think a lot of us that are in tech know the repercussions of having too much of your information online to the point where we kind of like the privacy of tapes. And I really, really like the privacy of tapes because when I'm in my room, if I have my tape on, no one knows what I'm listening to right there in that moment. And even better is, like, you make your own mixtapes, no one knows what you're listening to. And you might be wondering, like, well, why would you care what someone listens to? Or what, like, what, why would you care if someone knows what you listen to? And I think that as much as we pretend like it doesn't matter, it does matter what kind of music you listen to in the sense of, like, I can tell a lot about what a person's going through based on what music they're go- listening to at the time. It, it's like a subliminal message on, like, okay, what are you thinking about? What are you listening to? Um, even people that listen to the same thing for years, there's something to be said there as well. Um, and 
although I do use streaming on my phone sometimes, I would prefer to be able to just do analog for a majority of it, just in the sense of, like I mentioned before, not being forced to kind of like pick from way too many options um, and, and just have it like more simplified and private. Um, and another thing that I'm noticing is that the streaming sites don't always have the songs that I want to listen to. Um, there's a really good example of this is um, Flying Lotus has an album out that I think is their best album. And half of the time it's not available on streaming because it was signed with a different label. I think it was 1980. I, I, I'm drawing a blank on what it was called. Let me see if I can pull it up real quick. Sorry. Okay. So it's Flying Lotus 1983. I was like, what year is it? <laughs> you have that album and it's a really good album. You can't play it on most streaming sites. Another one that happens is, like, it'll be available in some regions and not others. That happens a lot. Um, you have some that are banned in certain regions. So, not so much happening here in the United States. It has been happening in other parts of the country, other countries, like other parts of the world. So, if you have a cassette of something, you're more likely to be able to listen to that at any point, given that no one goes and takes it from you. Those were the main things that I could think of for this. It's it's kind of an interesting topic, but like I said, a lot of the people that I have been friends with, a vast majority of them are really uh you know, they're tech people. They're they're doing, you know, they're running whole databases for major companies. Um some of them are repairing things. But there's definitely something to be said with that because it's, you know, people are like, oh, why are you using this dated technology? And it's like, well, why wouldn't you? I'm like, all the people, all my little buddies in cassette are all in tech and IT for day jobs. So that speaks volumes. You know, if you're here and listening to this, I'm assuming that you're either interested or you're already into it. And that's really awesome. I think it's great that we're able to continue to use, you know, these really cool pieces of medium that would otherwise be in dumpsters. So I'm really grateful to be here and I'm grateful that this community has been really warm and welcoming of me. Um, so yeah, I, I really appreciate you and I hope you have a great day, week, night, whatever it is that you're doing.